greater, be stronger, be wiser. Our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time, our moment. Our seat, our table. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. Our seat, our table. Friday, and we are back again. You are listening to Barbara Chandler, Our Seat, Our Table, and it is going to be a good day. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, We have a lot of interesting and informative conversation coming up. Uh, I wanted to check on Daryl and make sure that he is here with me. Let me just be sure. Good morning, Daryl. Yeah, I'm here. Good morning, Barbara. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. I can hear you fine. Can you hear me okay? Back at you. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Just to let our listeners know, Daryl is not in studio. Daryl, I'm hoping that everything is okay with you. So far, so good. We're commuting northbound on 417 from Osceola County, uh, heading our way to... uh, Research Park off of UCF campus. So oh, okay. Okay. the miracle technology, I'm in the studio with you. Okay, fantastic. Alrighty, how was your week? It was good. Um, you know, a lot of stuff going on locally and nationally that we got our eyes and ears on uh, that are concerning, but uh, we're going to make it happen. But we're going to make it happen. Oh, wow. I just want to shout out to everybody who has had a long week. I, I have had a long week. So for those of you who has had a, I have had a long week and felt at times like, oh, my goodness, I'm not sure what this day is going to hold, but you push through, I got to shout you out because there were moments where I'm like, uh-uh, I'm pulling out my hair. Um, I saw a post that says that even through the rough times during this week, make sure that you shine. So I would like to think that's what I did. I would like to think that's well, what I did. I'm with, I'm with you on that. You know, I, was, I was trying to be nice, but um, you know, there's some things that real, when I say concern me, they actually sadden me. Okay. Um, um, so, you know, I don't have to Daryl, let me hear you. Okay. 
Okay, I'm sorry about that, Daryl. Go ahead. No, no, no worries. Like I said, you know, I was trying to be really nice when I said I have some concerns, but actually, there were some things that actually saddened me. Okay. Uh, but no, I'm going to stand 10 toes flat, and we're going to make it happen. And we're going to make it happen. Okay. That's what we do. That is what we do. But that's, that's another topic for another conversation. Okay. 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 Well, again, we want to just thank everyone. Uh, we want to thank our listeners for joining us again. Our seat, our table, the Leadership Lounge. We are here. We started as a way to create platforms for community organizations to have a space in which to um, have a conversation so people can know exactly who is doing the work on the grassroots front. And um, we're, we're excited for these things. We're excited for uh, what's coming up. I know we have a lot of events happening in the city with Earth Day right around the corner. Uh, the Hannibal Square Folk and Urban Art Festival will happen April the 22nd in the uh, Shady Park area, Heritage Center area. Um, because of a little construction that's uh, beginning, uh, we're going to kind of move around a bit, but we are still happening. Um, yesterday, for those of you who may not know, yesterday was Fox Day here at Rollins. And um, I was coming in to co-teach and I got the call. Oh, oh, Barbara, it's Fox Day. This is a day where the kids kind of take off, uh, go to the beach and all these other great things. So um, I, get, I guess I got foxed. I got foxed yesterday, Daryl. I'm not familiar with so that's something yeah. to learn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So in studio with me, uh Daryl's not here, but Lawanda Thompson is here. And I know you've heard that name before. Lawanda Thompson is a resident of Hannibal Square, uh the founder of the Equity Council. Um, she is also the founder of the Soku Market that happens the 1619th Festival, and she's also an activist on the ground. Um, so today is a, a dedicated conversation. Uh, maybe about a year ago, um, some of you may have heard that um, there was a, uh, a wedding, there was a wedding and at the Winter Park uh, Event Center, that's the name of it, the Winter Park, the new Winter Park Event Center, and in that, um, there was one of the guests that died uh, by a, died by the hands of um, a, a gunshot. Um, and we want to talk to the family. Um, this is one of those cases, again, we hear about and we're not sure what has happened. And LaWanda have been working directly with the family. Um, we were on a call the other day. And the sister of Daniel Knight, that's his name, Daniel Knight, say his name. Say his name. Yeah, Daniel Knight. His sister is here with us. His sister is here with us, and her name is Katrina. And I know one of the things that Katrina wanted for her brother, Daniel Knight, was to humanize him. She wants to let us know who he was as a brother, as a father, as a son, um, we know that when these things show up in our community, 
It is a difficult process. We have been a witness to these kinds of things, these kinds of um, uh, uh, unnecessary gun violence. Um, we, we've been witnessing these for the last, maybe since George Floyd, two, three years now. Uh, pro- pardon me, before George Floyd. Um, and we see the devastation that it has within our communities, within our direct families. And it showed up on our door. It showed up directly on our door in Winter Park. And we are here um, as a support to the family. We are using this platform to allow Katrina to, to advocate for her brother, but more so humanize her brother and let us know who he was. A lot of times when these things happen, we don't know the person. We don't know the lives that they've lived. And these uh, pictures and, and uh, stereotypes are painted. And we don't have uh, a lot to go from. So being able to have her here today means a whole lot. Um, it means a whole lot. So we're going to bring her well, on. Well, well, go ahead. If I could, um... I think the whole point and purpose, and I'm sure Katrina and Lawanda will uh, go deeper into what's, what's, what we're going to be talking about, um, the non-transparency of the city of Worcester Park and its police department in this police shooting. That's, that's what happened. It wasn't just citizens against citizens. That's correct. It was a citizen that was shot by uh, the Worcester Park Police Department. That is correct. That is correct. And we will go into that. Um, I definitely want to make sure that I am recording. It seems like now that you're not in the room, Daryl, I have forgotten everything that I've learned. So before we go in, before we go any further, I want to make sure that we are recording. So just bear with me here, Daryl, and everyone else who is listening, LaWanda. Mm -hmm. sure why that's happening mm-hmm. stand by stand by stand by all righty stand by go higher think greater be stronger be wiser our seat our table This is our voice, our time, our moment, our seat, our table. Yeah, hey, 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 our seat, our table. Hey, 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 our seat, 
Okay, okay, okay. I think we're back now. All righty. Thank you all so very much for your patience. Something was happening on the other end. Thanks for professional assistance. Daryl, are we good? Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Excellent, excellent. Katrina, how are you? Hello. Yes, good morning, Barbara. Hey, good morning, Katrina. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Katrina Knight, you are the sister of Daniel Knight. And um, I learned this morning that you are also the mother of the bride. I'm not sure of her name. Uh, it's Janisha. Janisha. Okay, you're the mother of Janisha as well. Um, I definitely want to begin by sharing my condolences as a sister um, who have uh, brothers. I want to share my condolences to you as just a woman that um, having to deal with this and the emotions and, and that comes along with this. So I want to thank you for taking the time, number one, to join us. I know that LaWanda have been working with you and your family very closely. And um, I know during the call, uh, one of the calls, one of the things you expressed that you wanted was to be able to edify and humanize who your brother was. And I think that is so very important. Uh, when we hear these stories, a lot of times, however the media paints the person, that's what we're left with. So as as a community, a, a community with the intent to uh, have a platform that shares the voices of of uh, of whether it's grassroots organizations, whether it's community leaders, but also also people who are going through things. So this is this is your platform this morning to humanize and edify your brother. Lawanda is also here with us, and I know that Lawanda has a few things she's been working and showing up at the city hall meetings. And so we're going to definitely uh, speak with her a bit. But we want to uh, begin with you, Katrina, and we want to find out. How are you? How are you and your family, as well as your daughter? How are you all holding up? Thank you, Barbara, for asking and and for your condolences. It's it's it's, it's unimaginable. I mean, to go from having a beautiful wedding and celebrating love and just, you know the the most wonderful time in your life when family comes together, you know, family that is from far away, friends that are from far away, near. We had 150 people at this wedding that were the closest people to us in our lives wow. uh, who witnessed this, this event. Right. And to go just from having such a beautiful day, everything being perfect from the time we woke up the, that morning to the bridesmaids getting dressed mm. and having makeup and having hair and um, my mom getting um, pampered um, the, the, the bride and the, and the, and the bridesmaids right. had everything set up so perfect. So they had a, a suite at one of the hotels in winter park. Oh, wow. And so you had um, the, the bride, which you were the mother of. So I'm sure you were in. So you all specifically chose winter park to have this occasion. Yes. Yeah, so when my daughter was looking for venues, 
she looked all around and she fell in love with the Winter Park Event Center before it was even finished. Oh, wow. And she was in the process with the manager of the Winter Park uh, Event Center mm-hmm. going through the construction process and planning this wedding and being in, in personal contact with her constantly for months planning this wedding. So, yeah, so we, we, we all... Um, pretty much took up a whole section of, of the, one of the suites uh, or one of the hotels there in, in Winter Park. And uh, it was just, it was, a, it was a beautiful day. It started off beautiful. and Right. Uh, Let me ask, for, how, for, how, how is your mother doing? I, I definitely want to, um, I, I'm a mother of three sons. And um, how is your mother doing? Oh, it's unimaginable. I mean, it's just, I, I I thought when this happened that um, our family would just be completely ripped apart. Like I, to me, when we lost him that night, it was almost like the death of our entire family. He meant that much to our family. And I didn't think that my mom would even make it through at all. I mean, I just was like, say goodbye to my mom as well. Like say goodbye to my dad as well. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make it through this. And you all are not residents of Winter Park. Where, where's, where, where do you, where do you all live? So we live in Lakeland, which is in Polk County, about two hours away. Um, give or take an hour and a half, but you know, with I-4 traffic. Exactly. Everything is right. <laughs> an extra hour, no matter what time of day it is. Exactly. Uh, Katrina, tell us who was Daniel Knight? Who was Daniel as your brother? Tell us what that was like it, living with him. Share some of the the memories of what made Daniel uh, so special. Oh, he he was the greatest man. I mean, fr- I mean, funny, playful, protective, hardworking. Um, very laid back as far as <laughs> he would say if, even now you know my counselor and, and psychiatrist and grief counselors they, they tell me all the time you know your brother wouldn't want to see you like this he wouldn't want your family to be suffering like this and it's so true mm-hmm. he, he would say he would say to me all the time about things you know and, and all of us our, our whole family he would be like don't worry about that. If, any, if anybody's stressing you out, don't let anybody stress you out. Don't let anybody bother you. Wow. Um, he, he was a really hardworking man. He actually, he, he has a fiance. Um, they have been together for eight years and they have together two daughters and she has a daughter prior to him and he has a daughter prior to her. So all together they have, they have four daughters. Right. And this man would work. 80 hours sometimes a week. What type of work did he to, do? He um, is a welder and maintenance man. And okay. I, and I, it's, it's still even hard now to talk about was, mm-hmm. you know, it's still yes. like in the present. He is. Um, so he, he was a maintenance man and, and a welder at uh, Mosaic, which is um, uh, one of the phosphate companies in Polk County. Okay. And he would take overtime hours like crazy because he was the sole breadwinner for his family. Family, mm. putting wow. his um his, his fiance through nursing school. Wow! And then because their two young daughters actually they um when this happened they were four and five at the time. Oh, wow. They're five and six now, and being that you know they have young daughters, um, Melissa would stay home, take care of the girls, and go to school. 
and he would work to support his entire family. Right. They bought right. a house uh, about three or four years ago. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood. Um, he bought a boat last year. Well, the year before this happened, mm-hmm. he built a shed in his backyard with his own two hands. Wow. Just so he yeah. had space to put his boat so that he could keep his garage so nice and clear. He was meticulous at keeping things nice and neat and organized and clean, um, almost to the point where he was a little bit of a, a, uh, like he did a lot of manscaping on his body too, very proud and (laughs) kept himself up. (laughs) (laughs) So he was, he was definitely all about, all about how he looked and carried himself. Would you say? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And his family too. Um, Right. His daughters were always so clean and so beautiful, so well-dressed and maintained. And where where is the family or where is Daniel, where is he originally from? Where was he born? So my mom is, uh, was born on Guam as, okay. as well as I, I yeah, it's, it's an island over by the, um, yeah. by the Philippines. That's right. Actually, the, right. So, uh-huh. So the U.S. has a military force over there. That's right. And so my my dad was in the Air Force, and that's where he met my mom on Guam. And my dad's originally from Virginia. So when they got married and uh, and had me, uh, they came shortly to the United States. And so um, the rest of my brothers and sisters were actually born in Virginia. We moved to Florida uh, when I was five years old because my dad got a, a job at this bread company in, in Lakeland. Okay. So that's what brought us to, to Central Florida. Okay. And how old was Daniel in moving to Central Florida? He was, if I was five, he was probably one or six oh. months old, five years apart. Okay. Okay. So he was. My mom had four you. babies in five years. Wow. 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 I know so how that works. Very... I know how that works. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Daryl. This is Daryl. No worries. Uh, Katrina, this is Daryl. And I'm listening to you and I'm hearing uh, some common uh, dots that connect us both. I hear Air Force. I hear Guam. I hear Virginia. Uh, we all share those things in common. And that's another conversation we will have. But I want to focus in on a choice of word, a, a word that you chose that is very critically important. And you refer to Daniel as is. And I was thinking the same thing, is. Uh, but in the process that you're in right now, um, you may not fully feel the is right now. But I assure you that there will become a time where Daniel in your life will be Still, the is. Mm, yes. Mm, thank, thank you, Daryl. Not the was. So I, 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 I assure you that will come, wow. and you have my full my full support on that. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, um, thank you, Daryl. And and I and I'm not I I don't, I'm not sure if it's the trauma from the way that he uh, was taken from us that makes it even more difficult to. To really process um, because we're here's how I can explain it. So my sister was uh, we're we're all the entire our entire family uh, we're we're all in counseling. Yeah. We we've gone from you know not ever having any mental 
um, issues or mental health issues to being completely maxed out on depression medications and anxiety medications. And um, my sister was really going through a rough time about a month ago Mm -hmm. where she was just back to crying every single day. And um, she said that she had stopped taking her depression medication because it's, you know, it's situational depression and we're, we're in, we're in the healthcare field. So we we understand, you know, how medication works. Actually, we're in the, the clinical research field of, 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 of drug testing. So we understand how, how medications work and we've done depression studies and worked with a lot of depression patients. So we understand. And so she was saying that she, uh, because she was on it for situational depression, that it shouldn't take more than a year to hmm. have to come off of it. And I was explaining to her that the difference is we're not out of the situation yet. Correct. Correct. We're Correct. still in the situation because we're still dealing with it, fighting right. with Winter Park. Right. Right. And we want to. Yes. And let's bring LaWanda in. I I want to uh, make sure, like we said, we want to humanize Daniel and I want to keep you safe. Um, I know this is continually traumatizing. And so um, and that's why you have support. You have us. You have Daryl. You have myself. You have LaWanda. And we are here for for you as community members. So I want to talk to LaWanda. I know that LaWanda has been working closely with you, showing up to community meetings. Um, I saw the day that LaWanda came up through uh, New England and she was protesting. And uh, LaWanda, how are you holding up? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Um, uh, it breaks my heart to know what the family has been dealing with for the past year. Mm -hmm. That's um, a long time. With Winter Park, um, being that, you know, I live here, you live here, you Mm -hmm. know, and, um, you know, you want to feel a certain way about the area, um, that you live in. Correct. And. To know now that my my area is synonymous with um, the murder of a person of color, yeah, um, is is very hurtful, and um, you know I feel like it's very important that now we center the 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 Black Lives Matter anthem here in right Winter here Park, in Park. Mm-hmm. because um, it was. It definitely was, you know, we were all involved when it was in different uh, places around the nation. That's correct. Now but it's here. It's here. That's correct. And that's, I think that's the, the scary part, not only for the family themselves having to uh, deal with this head on, but also for the, for the historic African-American community that resides where the event center is. That's correct. Um, we are now having to deal with it. LaWanda, do you think most of the residents that live within proximity to the event center, they are aware? How aware do you think our local residents are? I think they were slightly aware when it happened. Okay. Meaning, you know, um, some of the local residents were interviewed by the news mm-hmm. uh, when it happened. You know, uh, there were a few people that heard the gunshots, you know, uh, knew that he was shot, shot multiple times excessively. Uh, but then 
because of the different things uh, that ha- that have happened to the family, uh, meaning they uh, the the people that were put around them to help them, you Correct. know, um, didn't really advocate on their behalf very well. Um, we all kind of didn't know what was happening Man. to them, and so um, I thought when I finally did hear, like, oh, okay, the case is coming back up, whatever happened to that, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we have boots on the ground in our community. Okay. So when I when even ourselves as activists in the community didn't know what happened, you right. know, That's I right. really felt like it was important to uh, follow up. And so when, when the family was in a better situation uh, with uh, lawyers and things like that, um, definitely heard about it. That was this February um, at the anniversary of uh, Daniel Knight's murder. And so um, that's when it was like, okay, now we're going to connect and come together and bring awareness. So now the community is more aware. But for, for a whole year, we were left in the dark. But as members of Hannibal Square, we know that that's not an odd place to be. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that um, I almost said, Daniel, one of the things that Daryl mentioned was transparency or the lack thereof. Right. Um, talk to talk to us about I, I'm looking at the flyer mm-hmm. and one of the requests is the family is seeking transparency. The unedited body camera footage of the officers have that information. Has it been released? Where where is that? Uh, currently, the footage that is up is on the uh, webpage of the Winter Park Police. Okay. Um, it has been edited okay. because there is um, wording okay. uh, describing from their narrative and mm-hmm. their perspective what is happening. So that is not unedited mm-hmm. body footage. Um, what the family is asking for is unedited body footage. Uh, body camera footage from all of the officers without a narrative uh, being um, placed on the video. Um, And then the other uh, video that has not been released is the video footage at the actual event center. Um, Whatever cameras, both inside and outside, outside meaning that it would give an aerial footage, Mm -hmm. a view of what happened. Um, And then inside, of course, it would give the moments that happened before Daniel Knight was killed, um, leading to what the family has been uh, protesting, which is this was a uh, Karen okay. call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, Karen and call. I use that word specifically because we now know across the nation some mm-hmm. cities are enacting Karen Acts. That's correct. Uh, where um, if, if someone is given a, pol- a false police report... No. Uh, they can be prosecuted. Um, and so uh, the family deems this to be a false police report mm-hmm. um, because of what happened before uh, he was shot. Correct. And so, gosh, and this is difficult. Um, Katrina, you okay over there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Daryl, you still with us? Okay, Daryl is still there somewhere. All right, he'll he'll pop in. Um, so we're here speaking with LaWanda Thompson. Um, you're listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge, and we are speaking with Katrina Knight. Katrina Knight is the sister of Daniel Knight. Daniel Knight was shot by police officers at the Winter Park 
uh, event center uh, during a wedding. And I, I hate to repeat that. I, I really and truly do. Um, but this, this is the conversation. When, when we think about the Winter Park Event Center, and Lawanda, you and I saw the, the big hoopla um, that in, in having that particular architect build this beautiful site um, that came to Winter Park and how it um, um, would increase um, visitorship, how it would increase um, the, the, what do we call it, the, the quaintness of Winter Park, mm-hmm. uh, make it much more of an elite uh, a place to visit, place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we saw it. We we went to the uh, charrettes. Mm-hmm. We went to the speaking engagements, mm-hmm. and we all jumped on board. We right. we wanted this library. We we jumped on board whether or not we wanted it or not. Right. And there was one other uh, one other historical fact. Uh huh. Bringing the Winter Park Library and restoring the event center because it was already an event center there. That's right. Um, is actually was actually, uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this came up, but um, kind of like a small little reparations on the fact that there was a historical um, library just for black citizens mm-hmm. at one time that the black community developed on their own. It was called the Hannibal Square Library. That's correct. And um, Winter Park Library kind of came in and and um swallowed I don't know. it up. That's I, kind of, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and that could but be it's historical. Yes, yes. yes. Right. So that that definitely Yes, go ahead, Daryl. Um I can hear you, Katrina, but I cannot hear Rwanda. But okay. I just want to speak briefly on the the addition of the new Winter Park Library and Event Center. Talk and to the us. prominence there. Yes. Um uh, the architect designer of those venues is Sir David Adjay. That's right. Uh, he he is his his designation and title of Sir comes from the Order of British Empire because of his accolades and success as an architect in global projects. And the one that we would probably most notably be aware of is the National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington D.C part of the Smithsonian Institution. That is correct. Uh, so for someone of that prominence that is tapped to bring that type of elevation to so our community mm-hmm. uh, underscores uh, what you know this venue is about and and that hand that, that made that happen. I agree. Uh, so I agree. And, I agree. Uh, when, when I first heard that the project was coming coming to Winter Park and who was the one that's going to be doing it um, I, I, I was determined, you know, to, to be involved and to meet him. And, and at opening day, ribbon cutting, I, I was, I was so privileged to meet him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, it was, um, it was well attended. It was well attended. Right. So, so, but, so um, I, go ahead, Daryl, you finish. I'm sorry. No, I was, I was just saying that, uh, I'm still listening in, but I cannot hear Luanda. Okay. Okay. We're working on that right now. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, So, yes. So, yes. Yes. And you're correct. And so one of the things, um, and you you said it, uh, Lawanda, a minute ago, the Winter Park Library, the fact of when they brought in this newer library and they removed the public out of it, that concerned me. 
that was that was that was one of my biggest concerns. But that is um, that's a sidebar in this very important topic. Right. When we think about the event center, when we think about who um, and 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 uh, Katrina stated it, they were working with the general manager even before the building was built um, as to how the wedding would take place, all the details and. Then we get to the day of the wedding. Everything is going correctly. And then to know that one of the staff made this type of phone call at a wedding, um, how... How does this how how did we get there? How did we get there? This to me again falls under a lack of cultural competency. Yes, it falls under a lack of cultural competency. It falls um on a lack of diversity. It falls on a uh repetitive um re- repetitive actions of controlling right black bodies, black voices, In spaces, black spaces. And so um, I know for myself I, at living in a community now about uh, six years that I witness um, black, different black events that have come in and they get controlled like this, meaning um, meaning that uh, somebody may say, you know, it's too loud or uh, somebody might shut it down early or uh, different things that go on. And so um it's definitely uh an overstep um on behalf okay it's definitely an overstep um on behalf of um em- employees of the city that um they are, may not be in the higher up position but a culture has come down that says hey you know um if this if this black it, person, this black entity, this black group, if they get out of line, you know, this is how, this is how to control that, you know, call the police, uh, maybe give them a wrong time, you know, tell them that, you know, an ordinance, an ordinance that may not be true, you know, or, um, or tell them that, you know what I'm saying? You're just not, you can't be too comfortable here. Right. Doing what right. you want yeah. to do as a black person, regardless right. if you pay, regardless if the city sponsored, regardless of whatever, there's a policing right. that I have never seen right. at the white event. So I'm just being frank. Right. Right. No, no, no. That's 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 the feeling. That is our experience, not even a feeling. Right. That is our experience here. Again, and Barbara, talk to me, Daryl. And and um. When you said cultural competence, competency, lack of, uh-huh. and what I what, what I can hear from Lawanda, I want to go back to uh, David Ajayi, the architect designer, correct? Um, who is who is Nigerian, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Ghanaian. 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 Yes. Yeah. Neighbors. Border. Ghana. Um, he incorporates culture in his design. That's correct. That is correct. That is- Right. Um, and in and, and this venue, uh, he, the, the, the design, cultural design uh, detail was, um, he called it the gathering place mm-hmm. under the canopy. He describes it as a canopy, which is a uh, community gathering place. That's right. So that, that was the ethos and the essence 
of what he put into the design and the point and purpose of the new library and the new event center to be the gathering place of the canopy for the community. That's good. And from what I'm what I'm hearing, the detail of what brought us to this event, the, the downside, dark side of this event, was the total opposite and antithesis of what the intent and purpose of what, what it was for. Well, so agreed. it triggered when you said when you said uh, cultural competency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incompetent culturally to to act this way when the whole point and purpose of the design. Uh, was to do to do otherwise. That so, is correct. Mm. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. 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 Great point, Daryl. Great point, Katrina. Uh, the and we we know that this is rough on you and the family. And again, I I'm super sensitive to that. Um, and for us, what we're doing again is kind of looping the conversation from our own direct experience and now having someone who went there for a beautiful occasion to to make beautiful memories and then when you have an experience like what you have this is completely unacceptable to us as residents so we get to stand in the gap go ahead it's very interesting to hear the the uh, the background and some of the history mm-hmm. there uh, I don't know if my daughter was completely aware of that, but she is very, she even actually studied African-American studies when she went to the University of Florida. Right. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if she had this knowledge and that also attracted her to the building. Correct. Uh, but it's it's so difficult to, to look at it as anything but a disgusting place now, unfortunately, because let me tell you, when this happened to my brother at between 9.30 and, 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 and 10 uh, p.m. That, that night, we were at the event center for several hours after they finally came in and, and, and wheeled him off in the ambulance. And that's another whole story about how long they just left him there bleeding out. Uh, but we were there for several hours afterwards, just, you know, screaming and crying and talking to the officers and mm-hmm. doing interviews. And so by the time we got back to the hotel that night, it was, it was pretty late. Uh, right. And then, so the next morning we woke up, early that morning to go back to the event center to gather our, the rest of our belongings. Mm-hmm. And because uh, it was a crime scene, obviously. So we, you know, we weren't able to gather everything. So when we went back the next morning, you're not going to believe Tell that me. less than 12 hours after there, another my event lay on the ground dying, there's another event blood was still on the ground. They had another event wrapping yeah. right over the exact classless. Spot. That's yeah. classless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is classless. Mm-hmm. That is classless. And once again, this is now beyond cultural incompetence. Right. This is just no care for human life. That action, what happened, it cannot become so numbing that we carry on business as usual. Right. And that is right. a again that is um that's an elitist behavior. Mm-hmm. That's an elitist behavior. If that was someone else, it would not have taken place like that. No one would have been able to enter the building. That is an elitist behavior. And once again, if we do not have these dialogues, then guess what? We have the next bride searching out, seeking out saying, oh, my God, this is going to be a great venue to have my wedding, and then this continues to happen. Has there been an apology, a written apology, a verbal apology, any kind of apology, any kind of condolence to your family from anyone, whether it's the event center, the city of Winter Park? 
we've been we've been shut out of the complete investigative process. We've been sh- we we've been shunned from the beginning, and I and and this is what this makes it so hard too. Okay, so not only did you murder a good man, an innocent man in cold blood, that's that's you you can't think of anything that can be worse. But then to add insult to injury, to protect yourself, you then turn around and drag this man's name through the mud by lying on him turning him into this person that he was not just to cover the actions of very unprofessional. And like Uh, you said, culturally incompetent, culturally incompetent. That's correct. So do we know the Karen, is she still in that position? Lawanda? She is. Okay. That you believe that she is. Pardon me. She is. Yeah. And so once again, this has been our fight with the city of Winter Park. And I'm saying it. I didn't want to go here, but you brought me here. This has been our plight. This is unacceptable. And I am sure I am so sure that there has been no cultural training, no type of uh, reprimand, because if there was, she wouldn't be there. Is she still answering the phone calls? Is she still making the arrangements? It, did she feel that, oh, my God, it's 930, 10 o'clock, they're too loud. So if, if I call the police, that will probably uh, shut down the, the wedding early. Mm-hmm. These kinds if, of th- if, go ahead, Katrina. If you if you hear her 911 call, this is this, you, you hear she, she calls the 911 uh, operator and she says, you know, I, you know, she's going on and on for a couple of sentences. Oh, I have a very irate, dr- irate drunk guest. And even the 911 operator tells her, okay, cal- like, uh, calm down. <laughs> um, you're doing too much. So basically you're telling me you have a drunk guest at a wedding. Yeah. And then this Karen, who's still managing the winter party. See, event this center, is not okay. This is, a, she, that bothers me. 911 operator. Because she hears now, this is not being taken seriously enough. So she goes further to now escalate the call to using words like violence, yeah. getting See? more violent, See? trying See? trying to fight people, See? and then and then saying going from trying to fight people to actually fighting people, trying to push people down, and then actually pushing people down. Yeah. So uh, she just escalates the call. To, to, to get this, this it's it, almost like she was just trying to make sure that he was to make sure that they came to make sure and, that they came yeah. and the mood and the mindset that they came with. It was to it, it quote unquote, as Lawanda stated, the spaces that black bodies occupy in this city is constantly being policed. Again, um, for us as 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 uh, black people, people of color, when we are gathering in social uh, spaces, um, um, high pitched or or uh, our our body language, our voices with each other will always be different from anyone else who is not familiar with it. So if you are not culturally competent enough to understand that in these kinds of spaces where you say you serve everyone, that is not the space for you. And in a city where there is a lack of representation, once again, and that has been our our plight with them, in a city where there's a lack of representation, 
representation in spaces where you're going to have uh, people of all ethnicities, you have got to know what you're doing. Right. You have got to know that making that phone call became a matter of life or death. Right. Right. That That's is right. when, again, you don't have to. You don't have to think about that. Right. That is called the privilege. Right. That's Correct. the white privilege. That is. They're oh. able to they're able to have interactions with officers without having to feel like their life is in, in jeopardy. Exactly. That phone call should have never been made. It should have never been made. Right. Everyone Absolutely. knows that whenever you're amongst family and you get any type of out of control, there's family members there who will always redirect the conversation, Absolutely. redirect what's happening. Give us that. And, Give us that. Even, hey, hey Barbara, um, what, 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 you, you know, you just said something, you know, out of control. Well, under whose uh, interpretation? Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, right. And, 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 you know, and then let's underline the word control. You know, right. stay in your place. Yeah, don't get so, too loud. Don't get too loud. Right. Well, see, okay, I, <laughs> I, I spent a career in, in, in catering and banquets and events, et cetera, uh, and I've seen more than, than a share of. Yeah. So, and we'll never know the, on, the honest answer. No. But no. Would, would the same call would have been made from a different uh, perspective? Absolutely I'll, I'll be, not. Right. I'll, I'll be discreet with that. Right. I can go deeper with that. Of but course we, we know We know the answer. We know the real answer. Well, you know I'm going to answer it. For, for, for the, but for them to answer it, they'll, they'll never. They will you know, never answer it. Never. No, they have no idea of, of the magnitude. They have no idea of the magnitude. We are about five minutes yeah, out. What I'm, what, I'm curious, what I'm curious about is, and um, I could probably just, you know, gain that access into the venue and look for myself with my own eyes mm -hmm. are, mm -hmm. are there some security cameras in place you know discreetly you know how they put them in in the ceilings to, to show what's going on uh inside the the, the venue is that there and mm -hmm. and were they activated like like you know we asked the question um was the body cam on you're wearing it but was it on and operating do you have cameras inside this venue for security reasons uh, and were they on an accident? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so Barbara, go ahead, Lil Wanda. Okay. We're we're getting close to time, so go ahead. And 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 speaking as um, a organization, you know, the president of an organization that does put on events here in Winter Park, uh, specifically cultural events. Um, this is this is why when I personally seen, I felt like it it wasn't being done enough. This is this is why we do what we do, because there's also, you know, the essence of our visibility, yeah. you know, um, people understanding that this is a historically black community, no matter how you choose to set up your business, that is the history. Black people are allowed in all spaces, but especially the spaces that have been theirs for over a hundred years. And what what year are we on? One hundred and twenty over one hundred and fifty. Yeah, one hundred fifty. Yeah. yeah, about one hundred fifty years. You know, so we've occupied the we've space. We've occupied the space, so no one should not be used to us. But because of gentrification, yeah, because of you know, uh, people aggressively moving into the community, um, 
you think you could come into a space and, and tell a people that's been there for over 150 years how they should how they should enjoy themselves and enjoy their space. How to behave. How to behave and how dare you. Yeah. And so it's necessary that we occupy and continue to occupy the spaces that are ours. Yes. We yes, can yes. share, but we sh- you have you share to occupy and lead. Right. Occupy and lead. You you follow the beat to our drum. Not the because other way around. Because you keep getting it wrong. Cheat right. off of our paper. Cheat on <laughs> cheat on, In the words of Stacey Abrams, cheat off of our paper. Right, Get right. it right. You keep Get it getting right. it wrong. Right. Once again, you're listening to Our Seat, Our Table. We are talking to the sister of Daniel Knight. He sh- uh, I'm sorry, Katrina. Katrina, we are down to the hour. We, again, we want uh, I'm sorry. Katrina, say again. Oh, I, I was thanking you for, for it's this has been a really informative conversation. I appreciate you. And we thank you. We are here as, again, your extended community, your community that sits here in the city. Uh, you know LaWanda is here for you, myself, Daryl. We thank you for being um, having this conversation, trusting us. Uh, give us one word, one word to leave us with um, when we when we say the name Daniel Knight. Loving. 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 LaWanda, you wanted to add something? I wanted to add that um, please come and speak out uh, if you have uh, the reservations about what has happened to Daniel Knight. Support the Knight family. Um, our city council meeting will be the um, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. What date is that? Next Wednesday. The two, 18th, 19th? No, no, no. no. Don't, don't ask me. It's the 12th. The 12th. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, come. You can call in at the City of Winter Park. You can come to the meeting. You do not have to live in our community to speak out. Um, but come and help the family advocate for justice for their loved one. Don't be quiet yeah. when it's in your own backyard. It's here. It's here. And we need your help uh, to make sure they get justice. Say his name, Daniel Knight. Say his name, Daniel Knight. Once again, you're listening to Our Seat, Our Table. Up next, you're going to hear from Ed and the Orlando Tourism Report. Daryl? Yeah, I just want to say to Katrina, I'm going to call you my sister. Yeah. Um, Uh And it's it's not even, I mean, we're talking, we're, we're looking at outcomes here. And while we may not know when, I'm speaking from experience and from my heart, and I share this with you to encourage you. We may not know when the outcomes that we're looking for and require will happen, but I assure you from experience, it's not going to be if. I, 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 I appreciate that, and I, I feel strongly about that too. Once everything comes out, this, his name is going to be remembered, and this is going to bring some change. I guarantee God would not take such a good man away for no reason. All righty. We want to thank you again, Katrina, Daryl, LaWanda. I'll see you on the ground. See you on the ground. Thank you. Ten toes down.